I want us to go into the reading of today. And we will read from the book of Psalms. I'm giving you time to flip your Bible, to open from your, uh, if you're reading from your phone, that we may read together uh, chapter 5 from verse 1 to 12. And this is what the Lord, the word of God is saying. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You, you hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men that Lord, the Lord harbors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house in reverence. In reverence. Will I bow down towards your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, into your righteousness because of my enemies. Make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue, they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in your gladness, let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love you, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O oh Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. And I want us to invite to a moment where we'll hear the Lord speak to us. And I pray that you will hear him speak to you individually. And to bring us the word is our reverend, uh, Majid, Reverend Majid. And we want to just say a prayer. Our Lord and our Father, we want to thank you for this time that you've given us to hear, uh, to hear you speak to us. And Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. And we pray, Lord, would you minister to us. Thank you for your servant, Reverend Majid. As he brings your word to us, Lord, would you speak through him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Karibu. Amen. 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 Buona sifiwe. I trust that you are doing well and that the Lord is continuing to keep us. Thank you for the very many of you that have tuned in, that are watching uh, just to make sure that indeed we have church at home, all locked in. And this is just to ensure and to see and to enable us to know that yes, even in these difficult circumstances, we can still have church and have church at home. And so we pray that the Lord will continue to minister to us as we go on and that we'll have a wonderful time indeed in the presence of the Lord. Before I go into what the Lord has in store for us today, you know, as I was thinking of this coronavirus in the entire world, this is the disease, uh, this pandemic that has come that I've seen that it's almost neutralized everyone. I see where the world is today. There are no superpowers and there are no inferior powers. As a matter of fact, what we see is that it's affecting people in the high places 
but it's also affecting people in not in the so high places. And this is a pandemic, therefore, that affects everyone. And as I see it affecting everyone, it's almost being able to say to bring us back to our knees and to see it regardless of how much we have, regardless of where we are, there are things that bring us to an end of ourselves. And I've always said that normally we need to realize that when we come to that place that we feel like we've reached the end of ourselves, that is just but the beginning of God. And therefore, just we continue to surrender everything to God. But also just to let us know that it's one of those diseases that in a sense is not very difficult to eliminate. We just need to keep matters of personal hygiene. So please, we have seen, we've been told to wash hands with soap as many times as possible. So please keep in the habit of washing hands with soap for not less than 20 seconds. The other day I saw our very good minister, Mutai Kagwe, bringing even someone with a PhD in hand washing to just let us know that if we keep washing our hands well, it's one of the ways that we can eradicate this disease. And of course, when you are out there and you are not able to wash your hands, please let's make good use of the sanitizers so that again we keep uh, matters of personal hygiene. Our government here in the country of Kenya has encouraged us and has actually introduced the curfew. Please let's honor and let's obey what the government is doing so that we keep this disease at bay. The government really does mean well for us. And so if we keep within those rules, and of course trusting in God, we will overcome on the other side. And so today I want to speak to us on the subject of hope in desperation. Hope in desperation. Hope when times are difficult. Hope when we go through times that are beyond our control. Of course, when we talk about desperation, we are talking of that time when we have reached the end of ourselves. That time when there is nothing left that we can do. Nothing left in us to get better. And that is where we are. And the entire world is in that place where we are saying that we can do everything that we can. And yet, we still reach the end of ourselves. The Italian Prime Minister the other day said that we have done what we can do. We have done what is humanly possible to do. And there is nothing that we can do other than to look up to the sky. In other words, where can our help come from? So that is the understanding of desperation where human beings and the entire world, we are saying that we have come to the end of ourselves. There is nothing else that is left in us. On the other hand, when you're talking about hope, we are talking about being able to still keep our heads high that something better can happen. Being able to keep our heads high that something better can happen. And how do we do that? The three things that we can look at today as we are still hoping that there can be a better tomorrow as we look at these Psalms. Number one, is that we need to seek the Lord. Number two, is that we need to surrender to the Lord. Number three, is that we need to be surrounded by the Lord. 
And as we always do it in our church here, this is when I ask you to help me repeat it. And number one, we said, seek the Lord. Number two, surrender to the Lord. Number three, we have to be surrounded by the Lord. Of course, we preach about this from the book of Psalms chapter number five. This book was written during one of the dark hours of David's life. The darkest hour of his life were no doubt during two self-imposed exile. Constant fleeing from Saul. One of these was his exile in Mahanaim during Absalom's rebellion. The other one constant fleeing from Saul when Saul had become jealous and had made a constant attempt to kill David. Absalom was stirring the people against David and very craftily rallying them to himself. David could see the cloud rising and no doubt realize that a battle was inevitable. David was seeking grace and strength to face a new day in the midst of a tremendous burden. Now, as I began, I said, those were the circumstances of David. The circumstances of the world today is we are faced with a pandemic. We are faced with something that is, we, we, we cannot help ourselves. This pandemic is real and it is cut across the world. And that's why I say that if there is a pandemic that has come in the world like never before, that has neutralized everyone, it's the pandemic of the coronavirus. How then do we have hope in these desperate times of coronavirus? And as I said, number one, to seek the Lord. Number two is to surrender to the Lord. And number two is to be surrounded by the Lord. Let's go to the first one. Seek the Lord. Verse number one to number five. Now, the word seek means to search earnestly. The word seek means to look for something diligently. The word seek means that it's an active word. And therefore, when we are seeking, we are giving our all. We are giving everything that we have as we seek someone or as we seek something. And in this particular case, I am saying as we seek the Lord. Look at what David says. It's almost with some kind of desperation in verse 1 to 5. He says, listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. Hear my cry for help. My King and my God, for to you I pray. For to you I come. For you is the one that I seek. And what does he do? He does it in the morning in verse 3. Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. With you, evil people are not welcome. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. And so you see that in the morning, perhaps very early in the morning, David is going to seek the face of the Lord, almost in tears almost in desperation because it's not in the army that he has. Because it's not in the intellect and in the intelligence that he has. He knows that when I reach to the end of myself, all that I need to do is to seek the Lord. I want to encourage us wherever we are 
we may be feeling a little low. The circumstances are quite unpredictable. But those are the times that, yes, we need to seek the Lord. He sought the Lord by speaking. He sought the Lord by crying. He sought the Lord in the morning, probably daily. Both the Old and the New Testament talk about us setting of the mind and heart on God. In the conscious fixing or focusing of our minds, attentions, and our hearts to the affection on God. It is not a mental coasting, but it's a constant and a conscious choice that we make to direct the heart to God despite and in spite of circumstances. When David was faced with this kind of desperation, the thing that he did was to seek the Lord. And I pray that wherever we are, as a church and as Christians, wherever we are, to be in that place that we will still have our eyes fixed on the Lord as we are seeking the Lord. Paul prays and he says, May the Lord direct your heart to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5. It is, therefore, a conscious effort on our part that we make. The great promise to those who seek the Lord is that he will be found. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 19, the Bible says, If you seek him, he will be found. And when he is found, there is a great reward. Whoever will draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That is according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. God himself is our greatest reward. And when we have him, we have everything. Therefore, I urge us today, I urge us as a church, I ask those of us that are of Christian faith to seek the Lord and to seek his strength and to seek his presence continually in these circumstances. Matthew tells us this was, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door shall be opened. Wonderful people of God, wherever we are, this is the time to go on our knees. And I am glad as a church, we have been having a time of prayer and fasting, just seeking the face of the Lord. And that fasting that we've been having this week will be bringing it to a close at the end of the service. The second thing that I see here is surrender to the Lord. Between verse 4 to verse 10. When we surrender to the Lord, we give our all to God. When we leave the concerns at his feet, when we hand over our weaknesses as we take his strength, when we have sought him and we leave the assurance with the assurance that he will fight my battle. It does not mean that the, 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 the issues are not there. It does not mean that we, we belittle the circumstances. But we say this, Lord, I know I have this burden. Yes, Lord, I know the world is being ravaged by the coronavirus, COVID-19. But Lord, even without having sought you, I surrender to you. And therefore, if you look at in the chapter uh, verse 3, it, but, but, but be saying, in the morning I lay my request before you. 
And the surrender is after I've laid the request, I wait in expectation, knowing that my God has not just heard me for the sake of hearing me, but that my God will also answer me. But even as we do so, certain realities, they come into play. And one of those realities that I see is that God does not delight in evil, verse 4. For you are not a God who is pleased with wickedness. He says the arrogant cannot stand him in verse 4 following. That you hate all who do wrong. He destroys and abhors the liars, the bloodthirsty and deceitful men. And so even as we surrender to him, to come to that realization that God is still a holy God. And that God had set a pattern. I have always asked this question. That when we go through a circumstance that is heavy. When we go through these disturbing circumstances like this. And as we want to surrender. We always again need to take a step back. And ask God. What is the lesson that you want us to learn from this. So that we do not repeat it again. Could it be. That coronavirus came to the world because of obeying the word and the things of God. God does not delight in evil. The other reality that I see is that this God is a merciful God. We are only able to approach him and to surrender by his grace. Verse 7 he says, But I by your great mercy or love can come into your house in reverence. I bow down toward your holy temple. Even seeking the Lord, it's by the grace of God. And if we are to surrender to him, it is by the grace of God. And so he says, by his mercy we come. By his mercy we worship. By his mercy, he makes us righteous. And making us righteous basically means he's making us whole again. By his mercy, he can turn the world around. By his mercy, he can change the circumstances we find ourselves in. By his mercy, God can heal the world out of coronavirus. But I also see that as we surrender, David says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So that on one hand, we are surrendering to the Lord. But on the other hand, we are saying that those that David is calling as his enemies, he surrenders to God to do with them whatever God will. Verse 9 and 10, he says, These people, not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with malice. Their throat is an open grave. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. So we surrender to God so that God does what only him can do. And so vengeance for the arrogant, they cannot be trusted, David says. Their heart is filled with destruction. Declare them guilty. Their intrigues be their downfalls. Banish them. They have rebelled against you. And so after we've trusted God, we need to surrender everything to him. William Booth the founder of the Salvation Army, was one asked, it was General William Booth, was one asked to reveal the secret of his success. And after some hesitation, tears came to his eyes and he said, I will tell you the secret. God 
has heard all their wars of me. There have been men with greater brains. There have been men with greater opportunities. There have been men that are more gifted. But from the day that I go the poor of London on my heart and caught a vision of what Jesus could do with them, on that day I made up my mind that God should have all of William Booth that there was. And so he surrendered fully to God. It was with this which led Dr. J. Wilbur Chapman, the questioner, to remark, I learned from William Booth that the greatness of a man's power is the measure of his surrender to God. And therefore, if we are to overcome, is to continue to surrender to God. When we are overwhelmed, we surrender to God and let the Lord fight our battle. We pray for those in the front line and let the Lord use them beyond the imagination of man because we are surrendering them to the Lord. Be it the nurses, be it the doctors, be it the laboratory technicians, we surrender them to God and let God use them. And we surrender everything to the Lord. When we surrender to God, we start with God before we enter into the battle. There is a, a, a complete different twist to it. We do not start with the battle and go to God. We start with God and therefore go to the battle. We do not enter the battlefield and then we remember, oh, there is God somewhere. The first thing that we do is to surrender to God and then we go into the battle. We surrender science to God because he's the God of science. Of course, God is omnipresent. We ask him, God, strengthen and quicken the minds of those that are in the front line. Lord, quicken the mind, the wisdom of the scientists. Lord, we surrender the researchers to you. Use them because you created them. You created their minds. We surrender everything to you, Lord, so that by your grace, you can save this world. Hope in times of desperation. Number one is to seek the Lord with all our hearts. And number two is to surrender everything to God. No wonder a wonderful musician said, sang a song, a beautiful piece, saying, to you, I surrender. Everything that I have, I surrender. Will we be in that place that yes, the times are difficult, but we seek the Lord, we surrender to the Lord. And number three, and the final one, is that if we seek and we surrender, God by his grace, he surrounds us. We will be surrounded by the Lord. Verse 11 to verse 12 says, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. You know, the cities of refuge were towns in the kingdom of Israel and kingdom of Judah in which people who had sinned could claim the right of asylum. 
go outside of those cities, then there was a blood vengeance waiting for you and waiting for such perpetrators. So in as long you are in this city of refuge, you are surrounded and you are covered. And that's why David says here, but let all who take refuge, those who hide in you, those who are surrounded by you, will be protected. The Torah, the law, in the Old Testament, names just six cities as being cities of refuge. One of them was Golan. The other one was Ramoth. Bosor, on the east of the Jordan River. Kadesh, Sechem, and Hebron on the western side. And so we find refuge. All will be glad those that find refuge in you. They will sing for joy. He will spread your protection over them. You will rejoice in him. He will bless them, the righteous. And of course he concludes by saying, you will surround them with your favor as with a shield. And a shield, as we know, is a weapon of protection. That those of us who are people of faith, when we get to times that are desperate, when we get to times of pandemics, when we get to times that we are overwhelmed, and we will at one point or another, we need to always seek the Lord. We need to surrender to the Lord. And God, by His grace, will be able to surround us. As I want to come to the conclusion, and as I come to the conclusion, I want to say this, and as I bring it to a close, that in this moment of desperation, in these days of corona pandemic, in these days of lockdowns across the cities of the world, in these days of curfews across the cities of the world, just like David did when in desperate times, let us seek the Lord and ask God, what is it that you want us to know and to teach us? Lord, what is it that you want us to do so that we protect ourselves? Lord, what is it that we have forgotten? Is it that we have mistreated this world that you gave to us? Let us seek the Lord. Let us surrender to the Lord withholding nothing. And God, by His grace, will surround us. For He is indeed our refuge. And so, Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. And as we said, Lord, we are in desperate moment. Not one country, but today we are in a global village. And so when we experience as coach, we experience it at a global stage. How, Lord, we pray that this will be the time that we seek you more. Lord, how I pray that this is the time that we will surrender to you more. Lord, how I pray that this is the time that you will surround us. Lord, I pray for our nation once again that by your grace, O oh God, you will protect us. Today we are beginning the mass testing. Lord, have mercy as we seek your face.
Lord, have mercy on our land as we seek your face. Lord, have mercy in the continent of Africa and perhaps even the developing world that may not have the capacity like the developed world. That is our cry as we seek to you and as we surrender to you and as we trust that you will surround us as you will be our refuge. And so as the songwriter says, I surrender all to you. Everything, Lord, I give to you, Lord. With holding nothing. With holding nothing, Lord. So, Lord, help us not to withhold anything, but to surrender fully to you and to give you all of us. As we seek you, as we surrender to you, as we are surrounded by you. In the name of God, who is the Father, and who is the Son, and who is the Holy Spirit. And we all say it. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you indeed, God. We thank you that, yes, you have made a way. And you'll continue to make a way as we continue to surrender to you. May the Lord bless you. And so, Father, we want to thank you. Thank you that you are making a way as we seek you. You are making a way as we surrender to you. You are making a way by surrounding us by your love, O oh God. And Lord, as we go into this week, we just want to surrender and I want to commit all of us before your able hands. And so wonderful people, wherever you are, in the comfort of your homes, as you are watching in different places across the globe, I pray that the Lord bless you. And I pray that the Lord keep you. I pray that the Lord make faith to shine upon you and that the Lord be gracious to you. I pray that the Lord will watch over you in this coming week and the coming weeks full of anxiety and that the protection of the Lord be with you and your loved ones. For those that have to travel, I pray that you'll also still experience the protection of the Lord and that in this season we will see the power of the Lord as I commit you to him who is able to keep you from falling. For this is my prayer for you and over you. In the name of God, who is the Father, and who is the Son, and who is the Holy Spirit. And we all said, we all said, we all said, Amen, Amen. Please stand with me wherever you are, in your homes, and in a, whatever place you are watching us, and we share in the words of the grace. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen, amen. Have a wonderful week and the Lord bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.